listening to the voice of Kayla Pitts, and this is the Mixed Bread Podcast. On today's episode, the owner of Expressed Arts and Caleb's mom, Denise, is my guest. Don't let her friendly, measured tone fool you. Uh, once we start talking about how she grew up, things take very unexpected turns, including Disney, an escapee, and a shootout. The two of us attempt to make a zucchini bread recipe, and we discuss her son being on the front line of COVID, conspiracies, art, and she gets candid about feeling strongly that women and young girls need more self-defense education and safe spaces. In the description of this episode is the link to the Express It Arts website, where you can check out the available classes she has and see previous students' artwork. Thanks for tuning in, and let's bake some bread. That's how I like it. Nice and peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 Ye
No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those are actually some of my least favorite recipes. I like the ones that don't have yeast right. in them. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier that way. Um, so yeah, I thought, and I don't know, so because I've never made zucchini bread, I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. Um, but I thought adding some other flavors might be good. I wasn't sure zucchini bread on its own would be savory. So. No, probably not savory. Ch does garlic cheddar, yeah, does that, that sound good? Yeah, savory. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna start by preheating the oven and this is a pretty simple recipe. It's gonna start with us um, sh like grating the zucchinis. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, right? Cause you've done it before. Yeah. So do, do you like, you do the salt thing to get the water out? And stuff um, like that. I haven't made it for a while, um, so I've never done that step actually. Okay. Water. Because this one, so it says um, like you shred all the zucchinis and then put them into a colander, toss them with salt, and then let them sit for 15 minutes to drain the water okay. out. Um, and then after that, it's pretty cut and dry. We just combined all the ingredients and pop it in the pan, and it'll bake for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to start, we can start by shredding the zucchinis. And you can shred them right into there. And okay. I will start with the dry ingredients. All right. So you need this much zucchini, two whole zucchinis? It says about two medium zucchinis. So these are pretty, pretty hefty. Mm, well, yeah, maybe that's a medium. Depends what they mean by medium. <laughs> They do also have it weighed out in grams, but I'm not oh that boy. specific, so I'm not going to deal with that at all. Um, we can just, I feel like we can yeah. shred both of them, and if okay. it seems like too much, we don't have to use all of it. Um, but yeah, while you do that, I will prep the pan and get some of these other ingredients together. And now comes the hard part, because I'm going to ask you questions while you're doing this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so should I put, if this is done, put it in there? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have a hair elastic? Oh, yeah. Sure. Once again. <laughs> you, and I think by the end of this, everyone's going to be compulsive hand washers. I know. Well, that's good. And they'll be taking their vitamins and stuff. predominantly in Boston for uh, like 12 years and met my husband there had a baby and then moved back <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know you were you were uh, yeah native. Born in, yeah that's a native I've never met one before oh there you go 
Because I was born in Nashua. And then, oh, really? Yeah, and then my parents moved us to Hudson, and that's where they've been ever ah. since. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really a good place for a family, and, um, you know, where we were in the city, we were in Central Square. It just, we didn't have a, a yard or anything, so you had to go to a park for the kids to play. So. Is that like the Somerville area? Um, it's near Somerville, yeah. Um, so you're in Boston, and then, and then you cross over to, uh, to Charles, and you go right to Cambridge, and then uh, Central Square is like one of the one of the most popular places in in Cambridge to go to. All right, because Caleb told me he was born in Cambridge, which I did not know. Mm -hmm. He was born in Brighton, Mass. And, um, yeah, there's a good story behind his birth. He did mention it. He did, <laughs> did tell he? that story yeah, a little oh, bit. Should I yeah. say it? You can. I would love to hear it from your perspective. <laughs> well, um, I was full-blown pregnant, nine months even, and going to give birth any day. And then um, his delivery day was New Year's Day. So I had a tradition of going with my friends to first night and watching the parade. So I wanted to do that anyway, but um, so I went. Uh, Leroy said I didn't have, he didn't want to go. So Leroy didn't want to go yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I met my friends at the parade. We went to the parade and my friend Kathy, my um, a colleague of mine, still a good friend, and she lives right in the zone, so um, uh, the combat zone, right? And uh, so we went to the parade, and we went to her house for a party, for um, a New Year's party. And the thing about her place is, it, you know, the zone. So um, no elevator, and she lived on the fourth floor. <laughs> so uh, my friends are walking behind me, and I'm hiking up. Uh, the stairs and then at the top of the stairs I said oh I need to use the bathroom so I went in the bathroom and I came out and everyone's staring at me and I said something happened <laughs> and she said what is something what what what's something and I said I think I broke my waters and they popped all the champagne bottles pop, 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 pop. And I uh, started labor. <laughs> so did they did they gather around you and hustle you back down those four flights? No, I don't even remember going down the stairs. But uh, we called Leroy, and I had been joking all month, like, "Oh, it's time! It's oh, it's time!" I was just teasing him. Yeah. And so we did it again. I said, "It's time." And and he's like, yeah, right. right. Oh, the sure, boy, sure. Yeah, the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> and so um, Kathy got on the phone, yeah, it's for real. And <laughs> She's so, not joking, Leroy. <laughs> get over here now. So he, he came over. And then, yeah, going down, I don't even remember. When you were in labor, you don't remember those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember the bumps uh, in the truck. I remember going over the bumps because that hurt. To go to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I had uh, Caleb New Year's Day, so Aww. I was in labor all night. Oh yikes! Yeah, <laughs> that's that is really funny. He did he did mention that Leroy didn't believe you, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But it makes sense now because you were telling him you kept goofing on him the yeah, whole time. Yeah, was. <laughs> that makes sense. I won't hold it against him then. I'm like, man, your wife tells you she's having a baby, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, Denise. <laughs> 
That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's he's funny. the only, Caleb's the only person that I know who's a New Year's baby. Well, actually, my nephew is actually a New Year's baby as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Two in one family. Just good timing. Yeah. It's a nice day to have a birthday because you're all partying and then... Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, it's my birthday, too. Ah. Yeah, everybody's in a good mood. And so you want me to put this in the calendar? Yep, so okay. all that can go in there. And all I got right. a spatula, too, in case there some goes. stuff it's gets fine. stuck on the inside. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Here you go. But I keep putting this under here. So what was growing up in Hudson? Hudson, like... <laughs> How, I mean, however long ago that was, it must have been very uh, different than it is now. Oh, yeah. I mean, population has definitely doubled since when I was a kid. It was like all farms, you know, and um, people drove slower and there was less cars and less stores and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. But just everybody was more friendly. Like, you would just, you weren't going as fast and, and you knew everybody. So you'd be like, hey. And uh, <clears throat> it was legal to have a pickup and have a bunch of kids in, in the, the back. back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things were a lot different. <laughs> Put it that way. Were you, what was your house like when you were growing up? Were I mean, I lived in a regular house. I mean, um, it's still there. And uh, so, and uh, it was, you know, just like a regular upbringing. But, like, uh, the first house I lived in was so nice because... You go out the backyard and just take your bike and go right into the woods. And we were, it was the Friary there. It's not there anymore, but the property's still there. But it's for sale right now. It's like 300 acres. Oh. And, that, and we used to play in that field, in that woods. Oh, nice. So that was pretty fun. So. Did you, were you guys like, I mean, I'm trying, I'm just trying to put myself back there. Did you walk <sighs> to school or like? Um, well, kids today like are really cell spo phones. spoiled, like, they the bus stops every every single house yeah we had like a bus stop and 10 kids would um join up there for the bus so you had to walk away Our, ours happened to be across the street but anybody oh, okay. that was a few you know within six houses away had to had to walk in and meet us there that's how that worked but um now the bus you know maybe there, there's a bus stop with a few kids but a lot of the buses stop almost every house now. But there, like, so there, and you, there was an internet. No, there was no. <laughs> no internet, I mean, no cell phones. Yeah, I mean, our living, uh, the way of living was very different. No cell phones, um, no computers yet. Um, my father worked for FAA, and so he was a computer programmer. But if you went to the FAA, the computers were like from the floor to ceiling. They were huge. And they made a lot of noise, and, too. I think yeah, they were loud. Yeah, it was loud. a noisy building, and, and, uh, um, <clears throat> but you didn't have personal computing yet. And um, they were just coming out with um, some sort of variation of a cell phone, but it was more like a, a large walkie-talkie. I remember my dad had, like, it was like a Nokia, yeah. and it would make the walkie-talkie sound when, when people Well, there was different, him. there was, the first one was like the walkie-talkie, the big phone, you'd pull out the antenna and, oh. and talk to this walkie-talkie on your ear. Yeah. You know, it was huge, but then they came out with, um, uh, let me see, what was the next thing they had? Oh, a pager, right? So you'd have a pager on your hip, 
and then beep 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 someone's trying to get a hold of you so then you go find a phone and call them hmm. so like if you were at work um, you'd have a pager go off did the pager display <laughs> the number you needed to call yeah oh okay yeah but there's no way of connecting it because it wasn't a phone. It was just saying, hey, somebody's trying to get a hold of you with this number. So you'd have to find a phone and, and go call, call back. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But there were public phones on the road. You know, you just put a quarter in or whatever, call somebody. Phone booths. Um, which you guys remember those, well, right? Yeah, but do they, they exist just... anymore? I'm no. Trying... They... Oh, there are pay phones in some places. Some I think... places you'll see them. Yeah. Because I, I remember, like, the house phone. My parents don't even answer that anymore now. But, like, the yeah. I, I remember the house phone, and then if the internet was on and you picked up the house phone, like, that terrible, like, screeching sound that would right. come through. That's pretty much as far back as I remember. Because even yeah. back then, I didn't have a cell phone, and my dad was working with a pager for work. Yeah. And I, rem he, I remember he got a BlackBerry... And me and my brother thought it was the coolest thing. It was like with the little track ball in the middle where you could right. like pick oh, yeah, your text or whatever. Yeah. And he got that through work because um, he wouldn't have gotten it for himself. But yeah, yeah, just so many, just different times. And then we were kind of um, the up and coming because um, we got one of the first video games, and because my father was a computer programmer. Yeah. So we got the game Pong. The original Pong. Yeah, the original Pong. Yeah. We had a little uh, little piece that sat on the table or our lap, and we each had a dial, and we put it on fast or slow, and, <laughs> and our dial was the, the basically uh, like an L on yeah. each side of the screen was our paddle, and then the ball would go boop, boop. Yeah. Back and forth, and you can speed it up if you want to get aggressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Challenging. So were you, you guys were both using a dial <laughs> that's connected dial. to the same... It's kind of like a um, like a PlayStation handle, you know, the control mo yeah. module, but it was a square, and you each had a dial on it. One so were you left, like shoulder right. to shoulder, shoulder when you're playing? Shoulder, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd sit on the couch and watch the TV. Yeah. And it would be on the TV screen. Yeah. The, the TV, you know, on the floor model was no flat screens yet. Oh, those ones the with big, the big giant, backing. Yes. Yeah. Those would get, I remember those getting hot is what I remember from when I was a kid is that the backs of those TVs were just yeah. like warm. Um. That's all you had. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think my first game station was a PlayStation 2, so it was like... Right. <laughs> so like I, I wasn't even the generation of like Atari, or like the really, really old ones. <laughs> um, Alright, so our zucchini mixed with the salt just needs to sit for like 15 minutes, I guess, and it'll drip some liquid out. Okay. Oh yeah, it already is. Okay. Right. And um, if you want uh, to cube... Um, oh. That cheese for Cubit? us. You mean it says it says like a third of an inch cubes, but just like okay. chunks for whatever we want to put All in right. the bread. So um, I've got a couple different knife options. I don't know what okay. you would prefer. I like this one for cheese because okay, sure. it's flat. Um, looks good. But yeah, and then I can give you like a bowl. get back to doing the thing I was supposed to do this whole time. Uh, da, da, 
something like that you're always well like, you know how like you're you got you you know you shouldn't take too much in your arms and then you do and then all of a sudden then something falls and it happened to be my computer that and split then I, moment like, between it leaving your hands yeah, before it hits the ground <laughs> and it hit right on the corner right mm. where the drive is mm -hmm. and and yep. um and that was it it just would spin 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 so I am just very excited if you can get it going oh, again. Good. I love that computer. <laughs> Even it's eight years old, but I still like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And if yeah. you can use it to work from home, that's even better. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, thank you. My glass keeps refilling automatically. Uh, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the first um, parent that I've had oh, on the podcast, yeah. and I've asked a lot of my other guests. Now that because my other guests are people who are around my age, mm. technically, quote unquote, adults, we don't feel that way, <laughs> but we are independent, like moving through life independently. And I've asked them all what their relationship with their parents is starting to turn into now that their parents aren't teaching them things or, or have to know what they do all the time. Right. Um, like, are your parents your friends or do, do yeah. you, you know, are they, yeah. do, how, in, how ingrained in your life or how much do you keep them informed about what's going on and stuff like that? So right. it, I was interested to ask you from your perspective, because both of your kids are now adults. Right. How is has your relationship with them changed? Yeah. Is it what you would have thought it would be? No, it is. It's just what I thought. I mean, once they, once you become an adult, you know, especially after you've gone through college, when from high school, graduating high school at eighteen or seventeen, um, maturity isn't really there yet, and even though they think it is, yeah. <laughs> and then those four years at college are really helpful because they're away from you because they don't want to be with you anyway <laughs> and, um, and then somebody else is taking over doing what you would normally do under an umbrella you know so yeah. it keeps them safe and then you can chime in and harass them like stop um, going out by yourself and you know make sure you have the your, your mace or whatever yeah. your, you know and uh, Go out with your friends make sure you're in groups and mm -hmm. you know so and so just a little bit of nagging they can tolerate it yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and then no now Bree's 21 mm -hmm. um caleb i mean caleb lived at home until he was like 25 or something so it was a slow wean for him but Bree at 18 went to university right after so um now she's back with the corona thing mm -hmm. so um 21 back but she's very grown up now yeah. i think and uh she likes to hang out with us before oh that's good like last night we said oh we're having a bonfire come on out and she used to just like Scoffing. never yeah come out but now she came out and hung out with us and had a glass of wine and that's good you know so yeah and now we can talk you know, like friends, like yeah, have more of a friend exactly. role, yeah. and and you can still give advice in that way and and right. be involved, but you're not like mandating that they have to do anything. That's right. good, yeah. and that's what you you would have wanted is just like a friendship yeah. level. Yeah. yeah, 
and you hope that you're friends, right? You, you yeah. want to be. Because, like, I wasn't really good friends with my mom. Like, we didn't stay in touch, and I didn't really tell her that what was much going that on. was going on. Yeah. Um, so I have a better relationship with my daughter than I do with my mom. So That's good. Yeah. It's always, uh, it's just interesting to me, because they're all different, and nobody, mm. nobody tells you what your parents are supposed to be to you after they're not parenting you anymore. So it's like, I hear some right. people like they don't keep in touch with their parents and their parents don't know what's going on in their life. I have other people who tell their parents selective things <laughs> that are happening in their life so that their parents think, you know, like, and it's not not lies or anything, but you know, only the good, they'll only tell them the oh, good things right. or, um, so I know some people who only reach out to their parents if they need help. And I, I don't think that that's the best relationship. I think the best one would be friend, yeah. friendship yeah. so that they can still well, talk to you. To, and It's the parents' responsibility, too, to make them feel comfortable talking to you as a friend. Yeah. Not being talked down to all the time. So right. the parent has to do their part to bridge it like that. If they're always scolding or always mocking, or you know, it's not a good communication with them then why would you want to talk to them right i mean if somebody's you know that's, giving you a hard time that's really interesting because i had never thought about, about it the cheese? Is yeah the so cheese i was gonna good? i was gonna have you oh, okay. they said pour half in and then you sprinkle cheese you want to sprinkle okay. some cheese sure um, like half of it or yeah and then we'll okay. do the other half will go on the top oh, all right um I'd never heard about, I mean, I'd never thought about it being sort of the parent's job to be like, you know, when we're done, or like, leave it open, I guess. Leave that opportunity for friendship open once. Well, the thing is, you mean, um, especially girls, is um, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, when you leave the house and turning into a woman, and um, it's a kind of a confusing time, and you're trying to understand, like, why are guys like this? And, <laughs> and how do I uh, deal with it? Why it's, are they like this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, uh, and you know, um, you know, and then and they're you know active, and you have to be able to talk to them as you know a yeah. mom, but as a friend. So you want to. See, I didn't have that with my mom, so I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And I had my friends, and they were the same age as me. So mm. it was kind of like I <laughs> just everything went once I left the house was I figured it out all on my own. So um, I didn't have that with my mom. So it was really different. I grew up fast. Yeah. Because I left at 17. I left home at 17. Wow. Now, kids don't do that anymore, but... Um, back then, but I went to college at 17 because my birthday was in December, so I started really young, and I lived at home during college. And I didn't like it, but um, so you went to to college in in <laughs> your went state. Went to the year. Oh, which I hated. I hated. I <laughs> despised that school. Yeah. Um, but it was different. It was all girls, and it oh. was a, a lot of the classes were run by nuns. Oh. And it was a graphics program, which there were no computers yet. So, so does that mean it's all by weird. hand? So, but by back then, yeah, graphics was all by hand. But I didn't even get into that yet. I had only taken a couple. It was like a three D art course with this. I don't know what country it was from, but um, he was okay. But then I had a nun for like um, my art history class, 
and uh, you know they were allowed to um, corporal punishment was just <gasps> going away but every now and then so like they could I, hit you with the ruler they, they didn't hit me but they came pretty darn close they slammed the ruler on my desk to, Ooh, yeah. to get me out of a daydream mm-hmm and um, so I was like, what? I'm paying a lot of money. I'm, well, mom's paying a lot of money to go here. But um, so I, I just got through the year. I didn't like it there at all. Did you get to the point where you had a major or did you not even get that? Well, I didn't. I, di I, just, I just left that college. Okay. Um, and I mean, and then I went to Florida. So after that, Florida and then New York and, and Boston back here. So you went to school out in Florida? <laughs> no. You just moved out there? <laughs> it was my, the family was kind of falling apart, a lot of issues. Mm. And then dad wanted to bring the family on a last trip to Florida to see if we could, you know, get it all back together again. And it, it, it was a demise that happened. Oh, was, no. So I ended up staying. So, wow. And uh, it was a false promise from the the person that a person hired me mm. in, a, in a camp um campground to work in the office so i stayed and i didn't really have i had like 40 dollars and um so i stayed there and with the hopes of you know working in the office he was going to give me a trailer and included and then so I was like, okay, I can do that. And then once my parents, everyone left, it was a scam. Ooh. So I was on my own. So I had to figure out how to do that. But my brother Brian was stationed in the military down there, so he kind of helped me. Oh, okay. Get a place to live. But the house, the the trailer I was living in, wasn't a good arrangement at all. Ooh. That's so that sounds so dramatic. Worked, yeah, it's a. It is a dramatic story because the guy was a uh, escapee from prison. What? And he was living in a trailer with his family, two boys and his wife, and then me. Oh and my gosh! The way they got food was he'd go out on the trail and hunt game. Yeah. And then so he and a friend had a basically shootout in then in the in the trailer park, and then I while I, you were there. Yeah. So it's like every other sentence, the story gets you're crazier. In <laughs> so, oh and so I found a trailer to move into with a girl, and that was around my age, and she had just gotten a job at Disney, which was 15 minutes away. Yeah. And so she helped me get a job there. So, I didn't have a car or a ride, so my brother got me a bicycle, and I just biked to work. You worked at Disney. I what did, did you do? I was a merchandise hostess. Oh, so were you? You were in the store selling the Mickey Mouse's and the Minnie yeah, Mouse's. Yeah, I was. I <laughs> yeah. was um, a cashier, actually. I'm gonna pop in this the in the souvenir. Um, you know the Contemporary Hotel. I think so. Um, the monorail goes right through it. That oh yeah, hotel. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've like been there twice. So. And um, so I worked. I worked in the Contemporary Hotel, and you had a uniform. They. It was really cool. Like. You'd go in the bottom of the hotel, the bottom floor, and you'd go up to the little window and tell the woman your size in which department you worked. And she'd give you a fully laundered outfit, and you'd tell her to be back. And, um, 
So, and, and then you get your uniform, you go in the um, locker room and take a shower and if you wanted to. So I'd ride my bike and then I'd take a shower. I'd, I'd actually put my bathing suit on and go to the pool and, and lay out in the sun for a couple hours. That sounds nice. <laughs> and do laps or I'd go run on the trails or something and then, yeah. or go to the weight room. And um, then I'd um, shower and then I'd get dressed and then I'd go to work. So I worked second shift until midnight. Ooh. And then they were open that late? I think it was like during the summer was midnight, yeah. And then we go clubbing after that. <laughs> clubbing. Someone would throw my bike in the car and take me home after that. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, I did that for a while until I found a car carpool. But, um, yeah, pretty exciting. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, how did you find yourself teaching art then? Hmm. Um, well, um, eventually I moved, um, my mom, I was all over the place. My mom says, you can go back to college because I want to go into fine arts, but my dad wouldn't let me. So back then, it was still was very money? popular to have, um, women go into either secretarial, um, nursing or teaching. That was, yeah. Oh. Back then it was like, um. It's like there are three career paths for you. I think you could have done more, but those were the popular ones you'd point a girl towards. So he wasn't going to encourage you to follow him well, into he wanted, computing? He did want me to do that, but my mind wasn't built that way, yeah. and I didn't do good. I did take those program classes a couple times, but I, I really struggled. I'm not a, I'm not math. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so then um, I, I said, I don't want to go back to college unless I can go into fine arts, and so mom says... Go into fine arts, and um, and we'll work it out. So I got accepted to the Museum School of Fine Arts as a fine arts major, and we told my father that I was going into graphic design mm. to make him happy. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> he didn't know. Even though that wasn't the truth? He didn't know till I graduated and saw Whoa. the document that I was a fine art major. Oh, did that make him mad? It, well, he made this face like, you know, like, like that. Mm. But then I, and then later, fine arts was a tough field um, for babe, you know, having babies because there's no insurance. So I went back to school, got um, a graphic degree, and, uh, you know, a little more practical office insurance and stuff. But I hate working corporate. I really hate it. Yeah. So I'm like, what else can I do? So my two options were... Um, being an art teacher, which I'd have to just get certified, and then, or, um, my brother is a, an entrepreneur, he teaches uh, music for a living, so he's like, why don't you just get a place where you can have an art studio, and, and so, um, a friend of mine owns a big building on Low Road, um, the Stonewood, uh, daycare, a really big facility, and she can use it on the weekends, so I asked her if I could rent it. So I just started a small business in a room there, mm -hmm. and then in the meantime, Leroy and I were renovating the garage to move it there. Yeah. So, um, and it just, um, you know, nine years later, and it's starting to take off well now. Oh, so. wow. Because I was going to ask how long that process was. Mm -hmm. Nine takes, years. Well, I was doing well, I mean, but I was only part-time. I'd work full-time, and then at night the weekend I would do that so it didn't really take off too well and um, my website was like eh, 
but um, now I have a good website. I'm on social media, which I wasn't before. Yeah. And um, and now I have a girl marketing for me. So it, before the Corona thing, I was doing pretty good. Actually, oh. it was starting to take off. So, but my customers will stay with me, I think. Yeah. And so one of the things I did want to ask, that's a good segue, um, is, uh, well, firstly, mm -hmm. where, if you are going to do these virtual um, art classes, where yeah. would people find those? So it's express, expressitarts.com, and uh, you go to the calendar page, and then you go to the class that you go to the day you want and pick the time you want and just sign up right there. I just um, updated the site for just this week only, but I will update. Um, it looks like we're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. I'll update um, like the next couple of months, but I'll um, put a link in the description too, so people can find your um, great, Facebook page and uh, that's how and however mm -hmm. your website if they can sign up yep, for classes. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook under Express It Art. Because one of the I was going to ask you if you had any suggestions for what people could do um, art or otherwise while they're in this weird yeah, isolation there's so situation. so many things you can do. I mean, it's just what I do in the classes. Just uh, go to Google Images and and look, type in, what do you want? Landscape, type in landscapes. And if you want an easy one, type in easy paintings. So easy landscape paintings. So they're already painted, so it makes it easier to begin with because now you can see it painted. To use as a reference image? Yeah, it's a reference image. And, um, or, you know, anime. A lot of the kids, I'm doing one um, for anime drawing. Mm -hmm. So we'll just pick a, and, and anime is just like, like a regular face. And uh, it can, you can turn it into a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. So you just have to know how to build the face. Mm -hmm. And there's a kind of a mathematical equation for um, real faces and anime is almost different, but everything's more exaggerated. Like huge eyes and a bigger space between the eyes and little teeny nose. <laughs> <laughs> so if people are, are stuck at home with their kids mm -hmm. and they want to give their kids something different to do other than yeah. play video games or yeah. something, they could look up a reference online and mm -hmm. then just... Yeah. Um, well, so where would they get supplies? Is it like Amazon or a dollar store? They probably, I mean, I, I think most people probably yeah. have like a bucket of some all paints you, and look, pens and markers. All you need is um, some copy paper, yeah. like white copy paper and some pencils and an eraser. That's it. And um, kids are happy with anything that's in color, markers, colored pencils, all those things you have already. Um, some people have colored ink. Mm -hmm. That's good too. Some people have a, a paint set of some sort. Yeah, watercolors. Watercolor, or... tempera paint. What kind of thing are you planning on doing? Or do you know yet for your virtual yeah, classes? Yeah, I have um, one's um, going to be anime painting, uh, drawing and then painting. One is a, a fun, huge cat with a bumblebee flying around. Ooh. And that's good for the kids. Because I mostly teach kids. So yeah. they're generally between 8 and 14. So um, the older kids like to draw faces, yeah. mostly the girls. And, yeah. um, and uh, then let's see what else we do. We're doing a landscape, so a sunset. Mm -hmm. And you can do those in any kind of paint. Um, uh, what else? 
So I think that I just built for the week. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we can't do clay because most kids don't have clay. Right. Yeah. So. Chalk might be good. Well, but yeah, people would probably have like street chalk to use yeah. at their house. Thing is, you need the surfaces to work on, so you gotta keep it simple because a lot of people don't have all the. At my place, we the kids leave all their supplies at my place, so hopefully they have a second set at home. Yeah. <laughs> but but the basic, you know, you, everyone's got all the basics. So, um, how are you personally getting through this hard time <laughs> in the world right now? Well, my I had to close down my school, so I'm like lacking that income. So I've picked up more work at my other my graphics job. So luckily there was work to be had. But yeah. so technically you and I aren't isolating because we have to go not, to work. No, but I don't think it's that bad yet. I mean, yeah. I don't know any. I I know someone that's got it, but in another country, so mm. it's not even. Yeah, I don't know anyone who has it here either, <clears throat> but the numbers climbing is just right. nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are fearing, uh, feeling this undercurrent of fear because when they look at the news, that's all there is, is yeah. like a death toll. Um, so well, they are, depend, I guess, depends on the station, but a lot of them are now saying, but these have recovered, this percent. So it's kind of like 10% of the people that got it 90 percent have recovered and the others yeah. are still sick but i mean the percentage of those that die are probably in the like like less than two percent probably yeah i mean it's you think about it it's just like the flu there's that low percentage that die in the flu too but yeah this is the fact that we don't have a vaccine and it's very contagious and you don't know if you've got it if you have it right so you could be exposing other people that that's the tricky thing but because i'm less i'm less afraid of actually getting it than i am of a group of people who are afraid like so when i was going on my vacation one of my co-workers asked me you're going to this resort, but would you go on a cruise right now? And my answer to her was no, because I would be afraid of a group of people who were like, well, a group of, well, it's more just like when a group of people gets panicked, anything oh, can yeah. happen. Yeah. So in my mind, I was just running through, I was like, anything could happen. There could, they could see a faculty member who looks Asian and then freak mm -hmm. out and throw him over the side of the boat. Oh, yeah. You know, like that, that kind of like group think is what I'm more yeah. afraid of than the actual virus itself. Um, and I think a lot of people are just in this weird, like, I don't know what's gonna happen state. So I'm trying to keep it positive. Like what, what's making yeah. you happy right now? What are you doing to not think about this? <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of psyched to catch up on those projects that I've had sitting there that I haven't had time for. So, and cleaning is always good. I, yeah. I never have time to do a deep clean. That's what I was so, going to say. My apartment I mean, has never been cleaner yeah. since I've been, had like I mean, just really. been staying home. And I have been able to work on a lot of projects or like pick up yeah. new stuff. So the, bas the basic thing is just keep yourself occupied and don't 
I mean, just don't get obsessed with it. It's just not, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. And there will always be another batch of groceries going to the grocery Oof. store. It is not the end of the world. Oof. And you don't have to empty the shelves like that. Yeah. But we went to the grocery store yesterday to just get a few things, which I ended up getting more than that, of course. But uh, it was um, everything I needed except for flour. I don't know what it is with flour. I cannot find flour. I anymore. almost, I almost <laughs> had to tell you we couldn't do our episode because I went to <laughs> I three different time. grocery stores trying to get the all-purpose flour for oh, this recipe. Yeah, I still haven't been able to find white flour yet. Yeah, I took so. the two last. Um, things on the shelf for the flour for our oh, recipe wow. so mm -hmm. um people yeah people are free that all the rice is gone too yeah and see weirdly milk and I, which milk you would think would go bad i don't know why everybody's yeah, buying yeah, exactly. all the milk up but um we bought we we heard the first little um you know uh messages about it and we went out and um i we didn't have the money so i charged it and um we bought a lot of food. We bought a lot of rice and, yeah. you know, BJ pile of toilet paper, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's three, four months worth. And, yeah. And, you know, we stocked up on the basics. And uh, so we, we didn't end up needing stuff when everybody was needing it. That, that weekend was the week, like, I came back Friday. And mm -hmm. then, yeah. And then fri that Friday, I came back I also went to the grocery store and there were no yeah. carts there was like no no toilet paper no bread no, no. see and it, it I was came back thinking oh my god difference. it's the apocalypse because like, <laughs> I went in we got everything and I, well I went in by myself and I I just loaded up on a ton of stuff and yeah and then it was and then the next week we went in to get a couple more little things and that's when nothing was on the show it was just one week difference yeah <laughs> Yeah, it freaked me out to come back into the states, and that's and everybody was like in panic mode. But it yeah. was it was it's, hours after. You know, I feel like the panic has settled down because yeah. I think people realize that the grocery store is gonna restock. Don't worry. Yeah, and nothing's I mean, gonna happen overnight where you suddenly won't be able to get groceries. <laughs> but then my coworker was like, "But finances, uh, my mortgage." And, and I and I think there's been a mortgage alleviation for three months if you call them. Yeah. So. Yeah. They've so. made a lot of arrangements for utilities and and my this okay. apartment complex in particular sent us an email saying any late um, no there won't be any late fees for paying oh, rent late yeah. in the next like three months pretty much. Um, That's good. But when I was talking to Caleb about a lot of our conversation had to do with him being a nurse. And oh, when yeah, I that's a scary asked thing. him about why he decided to go into nursing, he said you were a big part of that decision. <laughs> oh, man, now it's going to be on me. So, but I'm curious, how happens. do you feel about him being on the front lines it's of this? It's nerve-wracking, because it's not just him. It's um, his girlfriend. Who Sydney they, also. Sydney. Mm -hmm. They live together. So that's two nurses right there. And But the, you know what? It's the nurses on the front line. It's, it's almost like, think of a hospital like, um, a war in action and yeah. the nurses out in the tents outside the hospital who are doing the testing those are the ones on the front line mm -hmm. and they would be the ones I would worry about the most the one I mean they're not letting anybody in the hospital unless you're tested okay mm -hmm. and it's pretty safe once you're in the hospital I would think 
um, they're not worried. And Sydney works with babies, and Caleb works with heart, you know. Yeah, cardiovascular. So, um, so they're not too worried. But, um, but you know what? You know what? It the whole thing does is any little thing that's wrong with you, like, like with me, I had the sniffles, and I was like, oh my god, I think I have it. You know. Yeah. And then with her, she went off a of medication, and then she got a severe migraine mm -hmm. and stomach aches, and she couldn't tell if she had it or not. Yeah. But you know the funny thing is, though, she wanted to take a test, and they said no, not unless you know, pretty sure that you have it, we'll give you the test because we need to save them for the. Right. And I was like, what? She's working with babies. But well, so yeah, yeah, I would think she'd be one of the main they, people. They say who if should. you think that you have it, you need to quarantine. Yeah. You know. But um, but it ended up it was the medicine that she mm -hmm. went off because she was supposed to have surgery, but that got canceled. So. Oh wow! I didn't know Everything about the got surgery. Canceled. Uh, Caleb recently was telling me that um, going in and out of work now, he has to get his vitals checked to to clock in and oh, to no. clock out. Um, and I, he did send me a pic picture of those tents where they're testing people to go into mm -hmm. the front doors. It's all, mm -hmm. it just looks daunting. Um, and now you hear that they don't have enough supplies and yeah. they're saying even in Nashua, we're accepting all these supplies, cleaning, masks, and this From and anyone who's got them. Yeah. 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 And they're the ones who need them. <laughs> you know, not all these people Well, everyone panicked and went and bought all the masks up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. These civil, these average Joes just well, going in and out. Well, they somebody told them that having a mask on would protect them. Yeah, so yeah. everyone in all, all over the world bought them all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, and it's messed up because they don't. But look, the government has a stockpile of all the things we ever meet need in a catastrophe. I don't know if you in just... a bunker somewhere. What yeah. are you talking about? It's true. They they have all of all of the stuff that we need in a bunker. Yes, it, it's it's like acreage and acreage, miles and miles of storage full of everything that we really? need in a catastrophe. Well, if you pay attention to the news in the last few days, they're saying that um, they've just opened up the bunkers to some of the supplies that the hospitals are needing. Because Trump was saying, oh, it's to the states, you're, you're on your own, find your own, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're sitting huh. on the bunk, you know what? I mean, so oh, they just I didn't know that. opened that up. And now they're sending millions of this and millions of that to... Hopefully to the hospitals. Yeah, to the hospitals. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, those are the people who really need it. When I'm Obviously, yeah. every day I go to work, I have people from the government trying to order, like, sanitizer. And oh. they're, they're office people, you know? Not all of them. Some of them are actually, like, being... I don't know that anybody is being deployed right now, but people who are actually, like, working in, in a military capacity... Um, like they, I don't know, they might need sanitizer if they're going in and out of highly populated places, but the general like people who are ordering from us are like other people in offices and they don't need the, the face masks, you no, know? No. They don't need the gloves, it's not gonna help. The people who need the gloves are the people who are doing surgery still, you know? The people yeah. who, are, who are doing other things that like need to protect themselves, but um, yeah, he had he had mentioned that you were one of the reasons that he became <laughs> he switched well, to nursing from we doing kinda, the whole yeah, cooking thing. We kind of yeah, we kind of like directed him uh, into the field because 
Leroy's mom's family all are nurses, and um, they have a good living. You know, it's a yeah. good, it's a good living. Um, but uh, Caleb wanted to be in the culinary field, and he was studying that in high school, and and he wanted to go into that. And we 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 you know said, well, it's it, you know, you can make some good money in it, but you work like eighty hours mm-hmm. a week, sixty to eighty hours a week. That's and true. And the day times you're working are at night on the weekend. I said, when your family is home, you won't be home. And he said he wanted to have a family, so we thought that nursing would work out better for him. And, and then he met his girlfriend that way, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, I think he likes it. I think he, I mean, he's driving around in a nice brand new car, and so is she. <laughs> he sent me that picture. I mean, they're, they're so happy. <laughs> yeah. That money is not a problem for them, so that's, you know, I mean, if you can say that, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. And something like, I mean, nobody would expect something like this to happen, right? The, the, what's happening in the world right, right now. Um, so that wouldn't have even been like a factor in him picking what job he's doing. Um, but he's certainly not going to be at a loss for work anytime soon no. either. <laughs> and even while I was studying, remember, um, was, um, what was it? was an earthquake and it was Haiti, right? Haiti had that massive earthquake and he was saying, Mom see if I had this degree I could go help them and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah you could you could go pretty much anywhere you wanted yeah and and that's a nice thing you know you could be a traveling nurse I mean you could do so many different areas you could go on and study more if you want it's crazy to me and I didn't know until he had told me about it the flexibility that he has with his job um as far as like he could do pediatrics later if he wants you know like all of the things that he he has all of these opportunities for mm-hmm. if he wants to switch things up right. um and still use his degree yeah. um yeah. which is really cool did you always want to be a mom did you always want kids no nope i didn't really no i didn't even think i was gonna get pregnant i had i didn't even think i could get pregnant oh yeah because was not a one of those practical people using protection yeah. to prevent it. I, and it, then uh, when I met Leroy, I said, "Oh, maybe let's get some protection." And and uh, yeah. Um, and then we had a mistake in the protection, and mm. and then we got pregnant. So <laughs> Caleb did tell me <laughs> he did say he was a mistake, and I was like, "No, you weren't. You were a happy accident." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy accident. I mean, um, I wasn't even sure if Leroy was the one, but I had the longest relationship with him. Yeah. Um, when you were a kid, did you want kids? Because I personally no, I have never, never I've never wanted kids. I oh. Even today. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that that's really? in my plan. Yeah, because a lot of women, when you're in your 20s, you're like baby craving. Like, oh, I gotta have a baby. Ah. I know some people like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I never was like that um, until I met Leroy for some reason. It, I think it takes the right person to make you want that. Yeah. And um, and then um, so we had Caleb, and um, and that was really fun. I mean, he was a fun <laughs> little baby, happy, happy, happy baby. Yeah. Uh, and real easy, laid back, and um, 
So I, was we I. Had a, we had a lot, <laughs> lot of fun. It was really fun. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, we eventually got married. We did a little backwards and then got a place. And then Brie, we weren't going to have any more. And then I lost my little sister. Mm. And then, um, I don't know what it is about death, but it makes you want to have a baby. Yeah. Probably because you need something to pull you up. You know? Yeah. So, um, my older sister had a baby just like right like a year before me. So my Nancy died and then my sister got pregnant like right away, uh, with her fourth. Yeah. And then I got pregnant a year later with Brianna. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> so they're actually, those two kids are very close. Close. Yeah. But. I think yeah. two is a good, I mean, my parents yeah. had me and then my brother, so I think two well, is a good Well, how big is the gap? Seven years. Seven. So yeah. very close to, yeah, to six. Yeah. yeah. And it was, there's a similar thing with um, me and Caleb growing up also is that he was born in Cambridge and then you guys moved when he was six and then soon after. Three. Brianna. Oh, when he was yeah. three? Yeah, he thought he toddler. was six. <laughs> um, and I was born in Nashua, and yeah. when I was seven, we moved to Hudson, and then that oh, was yeah. the year my brother was born. So, like, uh-huh. I still have that all, like, parents to myself, that house yeah. in my memory. Yeah. And my brother has no memory of that, like, little yeah. first part of my life. And then it was like, I got my parents to myself until I was old enough to be like, I want somebody else to play with, you right, know? Right. And then I got my brother. So, um,. Mm-hmm. He said it was it was similar. Like he got you guys to himself for a little while, and yeah. then you guys. But moved it was funny because Caleb was a tough one for sleeping. Um, like he couldn't sleep through the when night when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And well, all the way until Brianna was born, and um, and then Brianna was born, and then the, all the problems stopped it, with him sleeping. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. But we put Brianna's crib in Caleb's room, and we never had another sleeping problem with him after that so it was just he wanted somebody around all the time and that's nice yeah <laughs> we've got 16 minutes left it's yeah gonna smell like something yeah. <laughs> it smells pretty good um all right let me see what else i got here for you oh here's here's a fun one okay so <laughs> do you believe in anything that other people don't believe in like ghosts aliens Conspiracies. (laughs) Conspiracy. It's funny. Well, it's around the COVID thing again. Yeah. Someone was just saying they have a conspiracy theory about this whole thing. She's kind of like anti-government and thought that this was all planned and that, um, you know, you know, having a um, government control over us and stuff and Oh, like it, like this was supposed to give gov- the government the opportunity to take more control. Yeah, Ooh. like everyone's. They told everyone confine indoors, and everyone is. And also, weirdly, uh, it's time for the 2020 census. So was that a conspiracy to get everybody indoors to do the census? But they postponed the census. No, they did. I got my letter yesterday. Oh, I guess to get it back. Probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's her. That's but, her conspiracy. But then. Tis today was um, that they may have come up with a um, a solution to solving this, and and Leroy was like, "Oh, that's it." So, so all of a sudden he's gonna come up with a solution. Oh, okay. And oh, you know, 
um, all of a to sudden. To boost his popularity. Yeah, so he can get mm. in. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. You look at it from that light, you're like, hmm. And wonder, I haven't got the answer yet, but has been has Russia been affected with this yet? Because you don't hear Ooh. about that. I haven't heard that name and yet. Didn't, aren't they big on um, poisons and yeah, the it's starting in China. I think has a lot of people suspicious also, um, because the the province that it started in is known for a lot of uh, bio warfare testing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, is something that I heard. Uh, don't quote me on that. Mm. But um, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of things along those lines um, outside of <laughs> the current situation. Yeah. Um, do you? Do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Has there ever, aliens, have you ever had like? I believe in aliens. Have yeah, you ever? Not. I don't think they're really. We should call them aliens, but I do think that there's something in that solar system. I mean, Which, it's a big solar system out there. Yeah. And there have been a lot of reporting that has been covered up by the government. Yeah. And so yeah, I am totally into all those movies that'll take it the next step. Uh, yeah. Catastrophes, Walking Dead. And, oh yeah. And, um, uh, what was the other one I watched? Um, out, uh, I can't remember, Outcast or something, but, um, oh, Outbreak, yeah, Ooh. so it was a virus. That, yeah. Um, but it was the government that ended up doing it. It was, uh, um, a, uh, germ warfare that they were, they had their back pocket. Yeah. They kind of were testing in a way. Yeah. They only did it to this one little neighborhood. But the government barricaded the whole thing. Is it a TV show? <clears throat> it's a movie. Oh. And then they decided to um, blast. They were going to blast the, the whole area. Town. Oh. They were going to blast it and kill everybody. And they called them, uh, what is that? When they, um, in oh, warfare, like basically they're, they're the vulnerable piece of the warfare. Mm. And um, so. But it was funny. I like watching stuff like that. Um, I like watching things that could happen. Because, yeah. like, somebody was like, oh, my mortgage, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, what are you worried about? you got a nice house. Mm -hmm. You're with somebody that you really like. And you've got canned food. What if it, money means nothing and we're fighting, we're exchanging uh, for canned food or toilet paper. You, yeah. You need something, I get a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back down to the barter system and then everybody will be fine. Yeah, money will mean nothing. We'll just know. trade it up. That's why I don't stress. I mean, granted, I've lost a lot of money in the stock market already, but... I think that has a lot of people freaking out because it was doing well up <laughs> yeah. until right now. And, and that's lose. another conspiracy. It's all going away and you're like, yeah. oh my God. So there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, I, I do believe that, like, if people die, if you're really tuning into them, I think their spirit is still there. I do believe that. Because yeah. when my sister died, I, I feel like I can, like, I have a piece of her joy that was sent to me just after she died. So it was in transport after mm -hmm. she died, and I got it when she had died. So that, that has a lot of karma in it that mm -hmm. bracelet so if I'm going into anything that I need strength I'll put on that bracelet I yeah. feel like you know connecting with her spirit I yeah I, I believe, believe in energy yeah I believe that um, I definitely believe yeah. in energy yeah. I've had some weird 
coincidence type things happen. Most of my weird stuff, I think, comes from my dreams, though. Oh, yeah, dreams are really... I think your dreams are kind of like your subconscious. Like, if you can't work it out in your regular day, mm -hmm. it has to come out somewhere. So it comes yeah. out in your dreams. Um, like, me and my sister, like, I'll call her and she'll be like, Oh my God, I was just picking up the phone to call you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens almost every single call. Yeah. And uh, I think that if you get really close to people, you start... It, I don't know, it's some sort of thing and you kind of connect with them. Yeah. No matter I, how far you are, because I'm across the world from her. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I do, I think energy's real. I think giving attention to something gives it power. So like if you're giving attention to mm -hmm. your a connection with someone, that's how you end up like more connected. Um, but that's just what I personally oh, think. I, I think so, yeah. But yeah. I'll get well, those. Like, I have different stones that you see my friends were kind of like hippies but mm. so we would give each other a stone you know and and I'm like oh this is from Beth you know yeah. and that makes me think of her but um because like, I'm not one the of those apartment, that, you know like I use sage to like if I'm feeling like oh, I'm so stressed out yeah. I'll like sage the apartment and it makes me yeah. feel better whether it does something else or not yeah but <laughs> but I'm not one of these people that um, sits in front of a crystal and blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 yeah. and prays with it. No, I'm not like that. Yeah. <laughs> but but you can see, like, the value in, like, giving somebody a, yeah. a stone that meant something yeah. to them or whatever. And I sort of, like, I studied um, some stone uh, work information when I was in metalsmithing classes. Oh. Because the stones are from particular stones are from different areas and and a lot of stones um, are back in the day were used to grind to make colors so like lapis lazuli was used to make blue and carnelian was ground to make reds oh and um, so I didn't know that yeah a lot of people don't know that but um and so they would mix those ground stones with egg yolk and that would make paint. So that's how tempera paint was started. That's how paint was started, actually. And then with time, they realized they can add an oil medium to the pigment, and then it becomes right. an oil paint. Yeah. So I, you add so the then egg you yolk, get acrylic, and that's water based. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So cool. and I I buy pigments like that because I work with I study tempera painting because um, I study Tempera, oh. T-E-M-P-R-A. I studied tempera from the master's technique, so. What, is, what um, does that mean? Like, okay, best way to describe it, like, go to the museum and you go into the um, very old section. Maybe, I don't know what century it is, 15, 16, but um, it's when there's all these more iconic paintings, like uh, God with Jesus with mm -hmm. the... You know, and he's got the halo, the got uh, the gold halo around him, and it's all very ornate and everything. And uh, maybe it's got a, a wooden box around it mm. that's very ornate. And mm -hmm. sometimes they open up, and the paintings on the inside. Those are icons, and um, those are um, traditional painting techniques that they used back then. So that's what I studied. I, okay. I studied how to make the paint, how to apply the gold 
how to build up the gesso, how to make your own gesso. Because I've le I learned a little bit about that. I spent, um, I think it was a, a week or two in France, and we went to the mm -hmm. Louvre. So oh, cool. I saw the Mona Lisa and all of those like old time, like really um, famous paintings. A lot of them have like cracked paint, and they explain yeah. to you why that happened and like what the difference mm -hmm. was with the the um, the materials those people were using and what they thought as far as preservation and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that pigments were originally ground rocks and mm -hmm. an egg. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. It's a really cool process. So you've got a powdered pigment and then you um, take an egg and you know how you can crack it and go back and forth, back and forth until the white drops out so it's just yeah. the yolk. Yeah. And then once you've got it as dry as possible, then you roll it into your hand and then the you yolk? Yeah, the yolk. Oh. You roll the yolk in your hand, and you take a palette knife and you pierce it, and then you just drain the yolk over a container and throw the sack away, and that's your medium. That yeah. will last like two to three days in the refrigerator. Um, so you can make your paint. So you take your pigment and you add some yolk and you add a little water, and that's your paint. And then you dip your brush in that, and, and then that's your paint. Start. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So now that you're not parenting and you've got your <laughs> your art your art thing going strong, yeah, yeah. Um, what are do you have any other goals for the future? Like what are you? Um, well, the thing is, you know, this whole virus and I had to close the school for now, and um, I am starting the electronic classes, but um, those will start this week. But um, and I had to be visited and say, you know, what if this was like a permanent thing? And, um, like, what do you want to do now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've made an Etsy store. Ooh, I had one of those. I thought yeah. it would be very fun to just make my own art and start selling it that way and be a happy artist in my studio all day yeah. long. That would be my primary oh, goal. Oh, that sounds <laughs> awesome. I really do think you should do that. Like, when we were yeah. at the Londonderry Flea Market yeah. and people were more interested in your paintings than, like, the things that I had on my table, it's like, you should just put prices on mm -hmm. all of those. Somebody would want them. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, have you made that yet, the Etsy page? I've made it, but I haven't actually put anything on it because I'm okay. not ready to sell anything. But it's yeah. Express It Art. Okay. It's the same thing. But uh, cool. it to come. Yeah. <laughs> For the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I want to get back into my metal smithing. And so I wanted to ask you, yeah. you, when you said you learned about, that's how you learned about the pigments, where did you learn <clears throat> metal smithing? At the same school, at the museum school, of fine arts. Okay. They teach all different mediums. And um, Did I you learn welding <clears throat> in that? You could have. I didn't. But um, you could, that was another whole department. Um, but you, you could learn weld, welding. I, I do know people that were doing welding art. You know, they made some crazy stuff. But, um, but we, no, we made mostly jewelry. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, jewelry or, I mean, if you were really into it. You can make um, like some sort of a container vessel. Mm -hmm. I made a cool one, but I don't know where it went. <laughs> it's funny when you have artwork, um, things just kind of disappear. disappear. <laughs> yeah. Same of, about jewelry tools. My first batch of jewelry tools all just dissipated. 
<laughs> I don't know where they went, but I did replace them all. And uh, the the bummer is the artwork. Like if you had a really nice piece of artwork, yeah, uh, you could make it again. But if you invested a lot of hours into it, yeah, and then it's get it gets taken. I mean, don't steal stuff. There's, it's <laughs> like don't steal stuff. You want it, you can ask someone if you can buy it. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know. Because somebody put their work into that. Yeah. Um, so, I did, I, I want to check on this really quick, mm -hmm. just to make sure. Yeah. That it's, uh... <clears throat> Ooh, wow. wow. It's, looks bubbling. Yeah, it looks wet. Looks good. Brown on the top. Looks nice. Um, the instructions did say... That's a lot of cheese in there. Yeah. The instructions said to cook it until you can, you can put a toothpick... In, in the top and out, yeah, but I'm not sure that that'll give us a, a definitive answer because I think Possibly. it'll just come out wet. Well, if they said that, we, try we it. can see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I golden brown. Oh, it smells like pizza. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, how long did you have it in there? Half 45 hour? minutes, 45? yeah. It's pretty thick. Bread though, so yeah, I'm not. Ooh, it looks very, very wet. I don't know. I'd keep it in there another ten minutes. I think it could use a little longer. Yeah. Well, even just to like, yeah, yeah, you can, if you want to, if you want to, you can grab a toothpick. Because they said to do that. Let's try it. I'm thinking it'll just come out cheesy. <laughs> or uh, it's hard to tell. It is. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to put I it in there a little longer. I think we can do a couple more minutes. That smells delicious, though. Do I get to eat it? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you, can take, you get to take as much home as you want, too. <sighs> yeah. My favorite part is giving people the fruits of their labor. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'll put this on for a few. We'll do, like, five more minutes and then check on it. Yeah. Do you think, um, well, I mean, because you've, you've lived your life that you've said before, like, this, nothing like this has happened that mm -hmm. you've ever had to deal with, but um, is there anything that you think the world could use more of outside of this situation, I guess? Mm -hmm. um, I think we could use a little more time off of social media and the internet. That's yeah. just my personal. I do agree, um. That's definitely, I, I don't think people get out into nature enough. I mean, mm. I grew up hiking all the time and yeah. camping and climbing trees. So in health, yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> I, I mean, we had a whippoorwill that we climbed. And Do kids even climb trees anymore? I, feel I like. mean, we had five kids in my family, so we were always biking and we were always Did outside. You? Do you want to finish that one? Um, well, you can open another one. I think I might, <laughs> I might open the other one. Sure. Um. But yeah, no, I don't think, uh, one of my, I don't know, it's just a thought that I wanted to open up into a class and I want, I think there needs to be more for girls, like to teach them, um, self-protection mm. and the reality of what it's going to be like when you, when you get, um, uh, after puberty. Yeah. And, um, I really think that's undervalued and not stressed enough even by the best parents I don't think they protect you uh, get you ready for what's 
what you know walking down the street alone kind yeah. of thing what you're gonna have to deal with and if you're in a confrontation how to protect yourself so yeah. you don't get into trouble I don't think that's taught enough in school I think there should be self-defense courses in Ugh, school. I would have loved that. Because, like, I'm learning, and it was just, it started because um, I was trying to get Brianna. She was going abroad mm-hmm. for a year, and I, so I got her a private self-defense instructor. And then on top of that, I got her a boxing, um, like a, like a two-month program of boxing yeah I did boxing and she didn't couldn't use them all so I took over and I started taking boxing class I love it and it's it so taught good. me how to fight yeah. I never knew how to do that and, I mean I think that it was good for girls to know how to you know defend themselves I because you do hear a lot um people will tell girls like um to be careful and stuff like that, but I think it should be less of a message of fear and more one of empowerment. So like teaching them how to protect themselves and not, mm-hmm. you can't go out at night alone. You know, it should be, this is how you do that safely, as opposed to like, this is a bad situation for you to be in, you know? Well, and, and I lost my sister from, uh, from uh, a violent attack, yeah. you know? and. I don't know if she could have protected herself in that situation, but um, <clears throat> I, I, I've had a lot of things happen to me. I, like I said, I had to grow up by myself. Yeah. Um, luckily, I was so stressed about it. I brought Brianna up differently than my mom did, and, and I think I protected her yeah. and taught her to be aware and, you know, stay in groups. And, and you know, it's funny because I said to this high school like could you could you provide some of this and and when you have a male in charge I I swear he even had a teenager the same same age as Brie and and he wouldn't do anything about it I'm like he didn't see the value in or he didn't think that it would be possible to get something like that going which is so stupid yeah but um you know you got to do it privately I don't know. I think there should be instead of gym, there should be self-defense courses like how how to do karate, how to box, how to, you know. Yeah. But um, that's just me, and I I wanted to start a class, but I don't know if I'll do this. I don't know how it would take off, but kind of like a therapy session, kind of like art therapy, mm-hmm. where you could go and work on you know something easy like clay, which is just kind of like. Really just kind of get into it and yeah you don't have to think too much and and then talk so mm-hmm. i have this problem and i want to talk about it with a group of women you yeah. know and we're all here very comfortable and and you know i wanted to do something like that but i don't know if it would how well it would that sounds I, I would go that sounds great to me. Does it? Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. But I wanted to open it up to kids too. You know, you well, have, and they need it. Have like six years old up to any age. You know, maybe the older people could speak from experience, and the little kids could ask questions. Yeah. And, or say you're getting abused at home, and then you could maybe feel like you could open up. So I was yeah. thinking that would be a fun thing to do. Wow, that sounds great to me. I think you should really do that. I don't know how that. to address it, but I, I talked to a woman, a domestic woman in this group, and 
they said that they would help me develop something. Yeah. So I don't know. That might be coming down the road. That that would be great. If you do, yeah. please let me know because yeah. I I would be happy huh. to even just spread that message. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think girls need to talk and and they need to ask questions and not and be afraid to. Maybe they don't feel comfortable with mom. You yeah. Know? Maybe they need to be outside of that environment to feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I thought that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. I really yeah. do. I hope that you do that because um, I think it would help people. Mm. And I, I, at writing that question down, I never would have imagined that you'd have an answer like that. <laughs> that's that's that sounds amazing to me. Because I that would I had that would... some bad experiences and I didn't have anybody to talk to, but. Uh, until it was really bad, and then I, I told my sister. But if I had felt that I could have told somebody, maybe could have um, corrected it, uh, so it wouldn't have gone on so long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. And I can't, I can't, off the top of my head, think of many environments these days where women can just talk to. Yeah. Or I true. mean, girls can it's just ask questions. There, there aren't there spaces. Many. That's the problem. I think we need to open the dialogue up. It's not just um, somebody's harassing me at work, or I've been raped as an adult, or um, something like that. There's a lot of abuse going on with children, mm -hmm. and we haven't opened that can yet. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've opened it with religion, but there's a lot of private stuff going on in the home that has not been unveiled. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. So. And that space, if you created that space, <clears throat> it would be useful for not only that, but other things. Like if if growing girls have questions about what's going on and they feel embarrassed, yeah, you know, like or they I'm don't getting this weird feeling in my body and yeah, or like this is changing it. and I don't know if it's right or not yeah. because all these other girls at my school are changing in this other way. You know, you, you don't have well, one thing like I uh, funny. It's strange, but I I have mostly girl students and and a lot of them. <laughs> It's funny, six-year-old, eight-year-old, they have no issue about how their artwork looks and they're always proud of it. But then when you start getting to the puberty age, it changes and oh God, it looks terrible and I hate it and I can't do anything good. And Self-confidence tanks. Yeah. yeah, and I said, you are too hard on yourself. I have a boy mm. like that too. Yeah. And um, I said, you need to appreciate what you did and step back from it. This is really well done. Yeah. And even if it wasn't well done, you've learned something from it. And so yeah, if something, I, I think it's the media and mm -hmm. you know everybody's like worried about what they look like and the societal yeah. pressure to, mm -hmm. to look a certain way. Because I was we were like that too, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lot of self-criticism that goes on when you reach a certain age and I don't think they get enough positive like, stop being like that, don't you too hard on yourself. Yeah. I think that's why the art classes are really good because the parents praise them. They're like, oh my God, that's amazing. They yeah. put it on Facebook. Yeah. And all the parents are like, wow, Johnny, or wow, Sarah, that's amazing. And yeah. they get all this pat on the back, and it, it's good for them. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I don't think they get enough support. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, There's so much competition between these kids, And they too. don't even know who they even are yet. Even with games, all these yeah. electronic games are all competing. Yeah. And then soccer is competing. And then 
classroom scores you're competing yeah and then the girls are like oh my hair's prettier than yours and i have bigger eyes than you yeah i'm skinnier than you it's all competition yeah so if they can just get rid of all that and try to just like appreciate the little things that they do yeah without comparing them then it would be a little more healthy yeah even even something as small as having someone value their work that's that's beautiful yeah, yeah. and I have great parents that, uh, that take care of their kids uh, I mean I'm not hitting the lower end spectrum of a tough upbringing yeah um, I would like to but I mean you you really if, if I'm charging you're probably not gonna get those people in because you know I'm trying to make a living too but right um, but so, opening that space that's, that that could be really important kids, for people. Um, those are great experiences for them. Yeah. yeah. And to have somebody hear them, you know, that's because, like, I don't know that your your parents are always listening or that your teacher is always listening. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that you do that. Um, yeah, I just haven't, I, I do think I need to get together with a prep professional and see how I could. Uh, organize it, how I would word it, and how to promote it. I don't really know, you know, it's a, you know, delicate, you know. Yeah, um, it's definitely a, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Well, because you're carving out, you're, you're sort of carving out your own niche. There's nothing probably like be before. like, I'm not signing up for that class because that's for those type of girls that have had bad experience, you know. Yeah. Like, like the girls to be feel stigmatized by signing up right so I've got to like say it in a way that's not exposing it mm -hmm. so to keep it private yeah so yeah so that's that's something in the back of my mind that I haven't done yet that I want to do I hope <laughs> you do because I, I agree with you I'd never thought about that but I, I think that that would be that's something the world could use yeah Agree. more of yeah in general in the whole world just like the my too just like this needs to be out there for everybody to access yeah I mean, I mean we've got it pretty good in america <laughs> yeah it, and yeah, oh, yeah when you get when you get to that aspect it almost makes my brain explode oh my gosh it's like this is this is what we're living in day to day and we have our own problems with it yeah. but it's so much mm -hmm. worse in other places we can't oh even imagine gosh. Yeah. It is. It's sad. Oh, we all just need to love each other and stick together, please. And do artwork and relax and Yeah. And and, and not be so selfish, you know. Yeah. Just or self absorbed and, or concerned and, with and just appearances. Slow down a little. Just everyone's going so fast. They can't even stop at the stop sign. Yeah. You know, just stop at the damn stop sign. I mean, it's not gonna kill you. Yeah, people stop at the damn stop sign. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, be nice to each other. You know, you can smile, you can wave to each other, and you can talk to people in line. And and the world won't end. <laughs> everyone's are you talking so to a anxious and and stressed and yeah. going too fast. I mean, if I wanna. Oh my God, if I'm having trouble with my debit card or I wanted to write a check in a grocery store, forget it. Everyone is like ready to run me over. <laughs> my mom, she, she likes to write checks at checkout and she's in her 80s. 
and then you have to sign it, right? Yeah. So she has this very time-consuming signature. Every <laughs> loop has to be perfect. I'm ah, just do a scribble. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like tapping their foot behind us. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> no, I think people just need to relax and slow down and smell the roses. We've got it good in this country. Yeah. We have it good. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And you should really appreciate it while you have it. Because life is short right. and change is constant. <laughs> but I, you know, one thing about this whole thing is you can slow down a little. You can do get caught up on things and you can spend time with your family. I mean, yeah. it's all like everyone you love is around you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you're cooped up together. So... That, Make the most I of mean, it. That's really fun. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I mean, I got my daughter back. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I got her. She was gonna just move permanently, and now I have her back in my house, so I'm psyched. Yeah. I do think it's an opportunity for people to to reconnect with each other. Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that people don't take this as like a because I think we need to spend less time online. But mm -hmm. when you're gonna be home. I think now a lot of people are going to spend a lot of time online, but we can still use that time to make connections with people and help each other. And even just my complex here, they write, people will write on the community wall, like, I've got this if you need any, like if anybody's in need oh, of toilet yeah. paper or yeah. paper towels or, you know. Um, Coming together. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we need to right now. Yeah, you know? I do that. I'm on the town Facebooks and I know some of my neighbors that I grew up with and I'm like, Hey, you know, because she's like, oh, I might be running out of toilet paper soon if I can't find any. I said, hey, neighbor, just come on over. I've got some if you need some. Yeah. You know, you got to pull together. Because we, we are. We're other. all in this together. Yeah. So yeah. we might as well make the most of it. Mm -hmm. And and also, like, take this, this slowing down time to appreciate what we have. And do some artwork, because art is really relaxing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it really is, even if you're drawing. and um, Another trick you can do, if you don't know how to do something, well, there's YouTube, they'll show you how to do something, but if you have a printed out image, get a piece of paper, and you can like attach that image to the window and put a piece of paper over it and trace it, yeah. and then you can paint it. Yeah. You know, if you're not a good... Uh, good at drawing yet. Yeah. Well, and that's how I, I tell kids if you're cooped up, then just do that for practice. Yeah. And then you can color it in. And all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil. Yeah, and a piece of tape, and that's it. And a piece of tape, yeah. Stick it to the window. <laughs> that's how I started out when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, we didn't have any of that, so. Yeah. You don't need anything fancy. Yeah, but you got YouTube now. I mean, how to draw a cat. I mean, there's a guy or a woman teaching you everything. There's probably like 10 of them that will show you how to draw a cat. Yeah. So, yeah. Give your kids a piece of paper and a pen and tell them to go draw a cat and see how much time <laughs> it takes them. Yeah. 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 And, and not just Jaws. Tell them, tell them to paint it. That'll add on another half hour, an hour. Oh, yeah. They bring it back to you. How's this? Looks great. Now paint that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't want you to come out until you paint it. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. So I'm hoping, like, I just made um, Zoom classes starting um, Tuesday, this Tuesday. So hoping that when you sign up, then I'll send you an email with a link, and then you'll just 
click on the link and we'll activate you in the Zoom session. I'm, I'm hoping to have like up to four kids at a time. And it won't be looking at me. It'll be looking at me doing the artwork. Right. You know, so me, my camera will be more on the artwork, not and You're on doing the instruction. My face. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the kids can point their camera wherever. I just, seeing them is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just hold up their picture and ask me questions. So... Yeah. I'll have like four little sessions going for each of them and they'll hear each other just be like a regular classroom so yeah. they can hear each other and hear me and um, they can feel like they're in the room together because <laughs> they're all friends now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I bet that would be fun, you know, for kids who, who like going online. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. It's like a good way for yeah, them to be talking to other people in real time. Yeah. Um, so I will put a link in the description for anyone who wants to sign up their kids for, yeah, um, it can be for the Express It yeah. Zoom classes that'll be going right. on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Why? I, I'm looking at our, our it deflated so oh, much. Oh, it did deflate. Wow. I think it suggested that hmm. when the zucchini bread is done, remove it from the oven, allow it to cool for 10 minutes in the pan, and then transfer it to a wire rack. Okay. So I was getting up to transfer it to a wire rack, and it looks like a deflated balloon. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It still smells it good, smells though. It smells amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wire rack down here. Um, um, I think it's funny that you're making a recipe you've never done before. <laughs> <laughs> All of the recipes that I've made oh. on my podcast are recipes I've never done before. So sometimes my guests have done them. Like Oh, okay. You, like you. <laughs> I had Devin on and he, he had made bread before as well. Yeah. So I do try to keep it interesting as far as the recipe goes, like not your average like banana bread or oh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I'm curious how I'm going to yeah, it looks like even with all that cheese, it's gonna be a heavy bread. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll see if it flips over. It does properly. look like a heavy bread. Um, I also read that this is good the next day. Yeah. Okay, if it all comes out in one piece, we're good. Oh, that looks good. bread <laughs> it, it definitely uh, feels gooey <laughs> on the middle <laughs> what was that a pound of cheese or something <laughs> i probably we probably could have used just one of those i didn't Whoops. even think about it that's fine it smells good and yeah, it's it'll, be it'll be delicious it'll be a so. meal in itself yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Ugh, isn't hindsight 2020 Guys, this is future Kayla, uh, editing Kayla, if you will. I'm just going to jump in here and save you all the trouble of the next 40 minutes of me and Denise's lives. I, I'm going to explain that we were going to just let the bread sit. Then we quickly decided not to let the bread sit. And it really didn't matter because when we cut into it, the entire thing was raw. So in a last-ditch effort, we decided to reheat the oven and then heat the bread more. We did that for 20 minutes. And then we ended up doing it again for another 20 minutes. And in the end, it didn't even matter 
because it was still raw. I was beaten by zucchini bread. Here's Denise and I again with the wrap up. But yeah, that looks that looks like quiche, the inside of a quiche to me. <laughs> I'd say if I had squeezed out more of the mm -hmm. the zucchini liquid and used one block instead of two of that cheese, we probably would have been golden. Right. But yeah, you're you're welcome to try a piece before you go. A definitely better ending than just being like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to try this again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the future, if you want it to come out perfect, you want to cook it beforehand, right? <laughs> if I cook it beforehand? Yeah, iron out the kinks. Mm. Oh, you mean like test the recipe? Yeah, yeah. Ah, who has time for that? <laughs> um, so this is a picture of the apple bread that... I made with Caleb. Oh, yeah, that looks good. So that, it was, like, pretty looks moist, nice. but it came out, like, cooked, cooked yeah, in the yeah. middle. Um, oh. mm -hmm. So how, you took a mm. taste of the quiche-looking results, and what do you think? Mm -hmm. It's just okay. It's just okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, does it, did, did it taste uh, cooked? Um, yeah, it does. It, um, you try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and... I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a flop. I'm pretty pretty unhappy with that result, <laughs> honestly. Mm. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. It tastes like so like the parts that did have good flavor were like the melted cheese parts on the end, mm -hmm. like the the yeah. really the edge parts like actually had flavor. I feel like the middle didn't have a lot of flavor, and it was also really mushy. <laughs> And you cooked it a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. I also, so the other part of this, I, I don't think that that's all just not, it not being cooked either. Like that tastes like it needs another flavor. Yeah. It like it's a little, salt it's a little bland. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Bland, yeah. The only salt that this recipe called for was the salt well, yeah, that the went salt. onto the but zucchini. That wasn't thrown away. That was like a it, teaspoon. Yeah, it was one tea. It was one teaspoon, which I in other recipes I've had, like more salt in the bread, but it, also using yeast and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But even just like, I don't know, like some spice, something spicy, or like more garlic flavor. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, more garlic would be good. Yeah, it definitely. Um, this recipe definitely needs work. <laughs> this, 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 I wouldn't throw it away though. I think um, I would like. I don't know. I, maybe it'd if, be better once it cools too. If Bill were here, I would. Uh, he would eat it. I know yeah. he would figure out a way how to fry. He would do what you suggested yeah. and probably I fry up teaser. pieces. I wouldn't throw it away. <laughs> good ingredients in there. Yeah, yeah. Some lacking in flavor and. Um, you know what I would do. Okay, so put it in the freezer when he wants to have something. Just cut it up into, like, um, you know, French fry size. Mm -hmm. And then bake it in the oven mm. um, for another half hour yeah. or so. Warm it up and get mm -hmm. it nice and cooked. Yeah. And then serve it with tomato sauce. Ooh, yeah. I think yeah. that might be nice. Because that almost does taste a little <clears throat> bit like a grilled cheese. And probably just the amount of cheese that we put yeah, into I think it. it would be good if you. Yeah. I think it just needs longer cooking, so just do that and mm -hmm. just smaller pieces and, and make it. And more. if I were to do it again, definitely less water in the zucchini. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, an anticlimactic end, but it is what it is. Sometimes you have to yeah. take that with life. Sometimes things don't work out yeah, the way that you think they're going to, and you have to figure out a way to not use not it. That's not the end of the world. Yeah, you know? definitely not. No, coronavirus is the end of the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we won't starve, right? We get bread. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. the best, but it's okay. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I'll make the I'll make the most of what I've got with it. So. Um, mm. Thank you for being a guest. We can wrap this up. I'm just like so disappointed in this recipe, but that's oh. okay. <laughs> um, do you have any um, last minute advice that you might have for the audience? I know that we've talked a lot about a lot of things and I think that you've, you've mm. expressed a lot of very good messages, mm. um, but any ending comments before we mm. sign off? Um, I think the world has to just um, be nice to one another and remember we're all we're all doing the same thing, you know, just have to slow down and be nice to one another. And if someone needs help, help them, you know? Yeah. I think that's what we have to do these days. And make art. And do art to relax yourself yeah. and have fun and do it as a group, do it alone. Yeah. Put on some music and relax yourself, make a, pour a couple of glass of wine. Yeah. And have a, a nice, you can do it art on your own yeah do it with a kid or or your friends or your family yeah it's a very easy thing for people to do anything yeah you're stuck at home you're stuck with your kids mm -hmm. do some art have your kids do some art right make the most of your time you want them to calm down believe me it calms them down you want them to get off the computer or stop looking at the tv give them a piece of paper and a pen and a pencil exactly yeah all right well thank you guys for listening um Everybody stay safe out there and uh, let's let's be nice to each other. Yeah.